Welcome to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. My name is Amanda Fisher, the Cashflow Queen and author of Unscramble Your Numbers. Hello and welcome. Today I want to talk about what you should do if you don't understand your numbers. What surprises me, amazes me, is the number of people who come to me and say that they've signed their financial statements and tax returns, but they don't understand. I had one lady come to me last week who asked me to have a look at her numbers. She said, I know we've made money because there is more money in our offset account. So she runs the business when there's surplus money in the business bank account, she transfers it out into her mortgage offset account in order to minimize the interest on her mortgage, which is great. And she knows that that amount had gone up during the year. And yet when she went to see the accountant to sign the tax returns and accounts, the accountant said, or the profit and loss for the business said that they'd made a loss and there was no income from the business in the personal tax returns. And she's going to me, but I don't understand. I know we've made money. How can we have more money in our offset account than at the beginning of the tax year? And yet there's there's no profit in the books and there's no income showing in our personal returns. How can that happen? So we delved into it and we had a good look at it. The other one was someone who said to me, I, my accounts have been done, I've signed them off, but I don't understand my director's loan account. So this is a corporation, a company, and she said, I just don't understand my loan account. They paid out dividends to me and I don't understand it. Something doesn't look, yeah, I, I, I just don't understand. And look, the good thing about both of these two people is they asked. They sought a second opinion. And if you can't ask your accountant to explain it to you, then ask someone else. Find someone else who to give you a second opinion, someone who can explain the figures to you. So in the case of the director's loan account, I did a bit of delving around and I can I, I, sometimes I'm, I'm lost for words, which if you know me well is pretty amazing, but I'm lost for words when I look at some of the accounting that I see. And what had happened in for a few years for this particular client is the accountant had obviously been reconciling, you know, the debtors and the creditors, accounts receivable, accounts payable, inventory, and in reconciling and sorting those out, had put the the entry to the director's loan account. So when determining that the direct that the accounts receivable was incorrect that was in 
the file that the client was maintaining for whatever reason, and I didn't go into what the reasons are, but given that they have decided that there were certain amounts in accounts receivable that were never going to be received, there were invoices in, in perhaps in twice, invoices that shouldn't have been in there yet. This particular client, uh, I think, does pro forma invoices, like order type invoices that may in fact not happen, or there may be many, many months before the sale actually happens takes place due to delivery of product, due to approval processes for the purchases. There are a number of factors in there. So I can understand that potentially what's in the accounting system may need some adjustment to make it more accurate for end of financial year. But the other side of that entry is income. It's not a director's loan account. If you take an invoice entry you invoice your client or customer and it's therefore a sale invoice, right? So it's the money is owed to you for a sale. If for whatever reason that sale isn't happening, then it's a reduction in a sale. It's not a debit to the loan account. The similar with the accounts payable, same thing. In most cases in this particular client, the accounts payable are the purchases. So this is the buying of the inventory for selling. It's a product-based business primarily. So again, if there's an invoice that's in accounts payable that's not correct, then it's a reduction in the cost of sales in the inventory, not an adjustment to a director's loan account. And again, the inventory adjustment, I, I didn't ask in detail, but I think there's an estimate or, or at least there should in fact, in fact be, and I've been asking for you know, stock take figures at the end of the year. So there would have been a stock take estimate of what the inventory was at the end of the year, and it might be up or down from the year before. I have no problem with that. But the entry is to cost of sales, not to the director's loan account. And this had been happening for about three or four years. And what was happening was it was re these adjustments were reducing the director's loan account and, in fact, putting it into what we call a debit loan, a Division 7A loan, which is tax terms in Australia, which means that you've taken more money out of the company, out of your business, than you're entitled to. And in order for the accountant to clear that loan, to not make it subject to interest and repayments, they declared a dividend. So they then put income in the personal tax returns that didn't need to be there. And I'm just shocked, appalled, speechless when I see accounts that are so badly prepared. So whilst you may not understand everything about what goes on in the accounting system and in as bookkeeping and all of that. And I get that and that is fine. But if you think that something looks wrong or feels wrong or doesn't sound right, ask. And if you're not sure that the answer makes sense, seek a second opinion. Ask someone else to explain to you what's been explained by your accountant. Because some accountants aren't very good at explaining and some consider that, you know, there's this smokes and mirrors, what accountants do is really complicated. I've been saying for years now that it isn't complicated, but 
yeah, there is certain nuances there that accountants are trained to deal with. But a lot of them can't explain it. And the other client, this this brings to mind another client I had years ago, a couple of ladies, they ran an employment agency. They were, I don't know, maybe in their 50s, possibly even 60s. They'd been in business for a long time. They were not young and all that sort of stuff. They had a man as their accountant, and this is not sexist. This is just the way it was. They'd been dealing with this man and then... Uh, I joined the practice and they became my clients in that practice. And they said to me, after we'd been working for it together for a little period of time, that they used to feel like they were naughty schoolgirls being sent to the headmaster's office every time they came to the accountant's office. And so they they had a little pact with each other aside from sort of <gasps> taking a deep breath before they walked into the office, that they wouldn't say anything, they wouldn't ask questions, and they'd just try and do whatever it took to get out of there just as quickly as they possibly could. But the problem was they had no idea what they were signing. They had, they didn't understand, but they were so scared to ask questions of this guy that they didn't. And their comment was, but working with me for a period of time, you know, they said, oh, first time now, we actually understand the numbers. We can see, we can ask questions. We don't feel like we're in trouble every time we go. And we shouldn't be asking questions because, you know, it's not appropriate and we and it's not our place to be questioning what the accountant does. So as a business client, If you feel like that or if you feel you can't ask questions or if you feel that the answers you're getting are glib answers that aren't giving you what you want to know or if the explanation is so full of jargon and terms that you don't understand, seek a second opinion. But I may say in the first place, ask your accountant. A lot of them will be happy to tell you and help you and explain it to you. So ask them first, and if you're not happy with that, seek a second opinion because they're your, it's your business. The numbers are the lifeblood of your business. They are the explanation, the ultimate result of what you have done is in your numbers. It's in the profit you make or not. And if you don't understand what the profit is or, or the fact that you haven't made profit, then you need to understand what's happened. In the case of the first lady I mentioned, What we identified was that potentially there was some double up of some costs because of the way a credit card was being processed. So there looked like there was some doubling up of expenses. But I think more than that was there were a couple of projects that were done in that financial year that she knew had they would not have made as much profit as normal. It would have made a little bit of profit, but not a lot of profit because they had to employ other people to deliver. Whereas normally she and her husband were a lot of the, you know, they put a lot of the manpower or the people power. (laughs) They put a lot of the time and effort in themselves. And so they made a profit, which was a recompense for their time. But because they were committed to other projects, they had to employ other people to do what they would have done. So they, yeah, their, their margins were a lot skinnier. And so in working our way through that, we've now reset well, I've talked to her about how she can do her bookkeeping. She does do it herself. How she can do her bookkeeping differently so that she can keep track of those projects. And whilst she's doing that, 
outside the accounting system. I suggested to her that she should do it inside the accounting system and then compare and make sure that what the accounting system says marries up with what she thinks the numbers were based on. She actually does very detailed quotes and so so being able to compare the actuals with the quotes and be able to, and and look at that and see whether or not they quoted and expected to pay you know five thousand dollars for something and they've ended up have did they pay five thousand or was it six or seven or eight or was it four you know what what was the actual number rather than knowing that they've done the job and this is what the profit should have been so my challenge to you today is if you don't understand your numbers please ask and if you're not happy with the answer the first time around find someone else and ask them to have a look at it and explain things to you as a business owner it is so important for you to understand your numbers as I say, you don't need the nitty-gritty detail, but you need to understand what those numbers are telling you. And it needs to sit right with you, that it makes sense, because at a gut level, your instincts will tell you how you think you've gone for the year. So take that into account. See what that looks like. And if you're questioning anything, seek some answers. Thank you for listening to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get notifications of upcoming episodes so that you don't miss any. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.